Welcome to the High Praises Church Podcast. We hope you are blessed by today's sermon. Now, here's Body Life Pastor Terrence Ford. I want to pray and just read one verse of scripture out of the text that they're going to show today. We'll come back and extrapolate some things from the rest of the text. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for our time together. Faith comes by healing and healing by your word, God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by your word. We thank you for your word today that is about to go forth. And I pray, God, for clarity. I pray for conviction, authority. I pray for your anointing, God, that makes preaching and teaching easy. I stand here today to acknowledge that I am just a discussion leader, but Holy Spirit, you are the preacher, you are the teacher. Have your way in this room today and let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, acceptable in your sight, God, for you are my strength and you are my redeemer. You are our strength, God. You are our redeemer in Jesus' name. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. There's, there's a whole text between verse 14 and 21, but I just want to go to verse 21 quickly and we'll come back and talk the rest of the text here in a little. Maybe we'll get to it. I got so much I want to talk about in a little bit of time. I don't want to wear your patience long. Verse 21, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says, For he made him, Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. You can be seated. Hallelujah. God's supernatural and miraculous transfer of righteousness. Nike came out with a slogan that said, just do it a long time ago. God wants to tell us in this room today, when it comes to talking about the righteousness of God, just walk in it. Just walk in it. That's all God wants us to do. Because we know that we serve an amazing and a wonderful God, but how many of you know today that there is an enemy of our faith, an enemy of, of our faith comes to try to get us so caught up in identity crisis where we don't know who we are, we don't know sometimes when the world is saying everything else against us, or as one of those old sayings used to say, they throw everything at us but the kitchen sink, but the enemy is thrown the kitchen sink too, amen. But God, in his infinite glory and wisdom, is an amazing God, he's a wonderful God. What I've discovered, saints of God, what I've discovered is the Bible says that wisdom is the principal thing, and in all you're getting, get an understanding. And I believe today that our biblical understanding, and, and not just our biblical understanding, but our biblical understanding coupled with practical application is key. Practical application is key because many Christians struggle because we don't know how to apply God's word to our life and to our situations. We must apply what we study. We must apply what we read. We must apply what we learn. We must read the word, study the word, hear the word, but then fill out the application to that word that we just heard and make that word become what the scripture says. It's quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. I'm telling you, when we read our Bible, the Bible is a bag of seeds. 
that need to be planted. And the place God wants to plant the word of God is in your heart and in your mind. When you plant a seed today, it don't mean you go out tomorrow and it's there. Even though God supernaturally can make it happen, amen. We need to understand today that sometimes it takes time, seed, time, harvest. Genesis teaches us that, amen. But we must understand that we got to apply what we've seen, what we've heard, what we've studied in, in order for us to gain spiritual momentum because we are to be moving. The Bible says, in him do I live, move, and have my being. I believe this is so imperative because on the flip side of it, Hosea says it this way. Hosea said, my people perish for what? A lack. A lack of knowledge. And it's not that we're ill-informed. It's simply a part of the enemy's arson and spiritual warfare against us, the body of believers, the body of Christ. He comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's what Satan comes. So the number one place Satan wants to invade is the number one place that God wants to dominate. The number one place that Satan wants to invade in your life is the number one place that our Lord wants to dominate. I need you to hear me in this room today. As a man thinks in his heart, that's crazy, ain't it? As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. The enemy is into topography. He's into geographical locations. I've taught this before, but he really doesn't own any land. Spiritual warfare is attacking areas and neighborhoods and placing strongholds in those areas, but Satan don't own nothing. Tempting Jesus in the wilderness, saying, if you do this, I'll give you all this. He didn't own it to give it to Jesus in the first place. And who was he talking to? He was talking to the same God that in, amen, Psalm 24 said, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. What you going to give Jesus, Satan? <laughs> so he's trying to, watch this, invade our minds. Because the mind, for us believers, is the, the battleground. Trying to invade our mind. So right thinking in the believer produces right living. Right thinking in the life of the believer will produce right living. I don't know about you, but I want to live right. But in order for me to learn how to live right, I got to learn how to read the word and understand the word and let the word be applied to my life so then I can have the right thinking going on. And even in the midst, Sister Lisa, of right thinking, there's a times when, amen, my flesh mind still talks. Do I have any witnesses in the house today? I got one lady right here saying, yes, you do. Everybody else, y'all lying. Sometimes my flesh wants to go contrary. Amen. I'm going to talk about that in a moment. That's the works of the flesh we're going to talk about. Amen. But right thinking produces right living. And, and, and so, so we're dealing with God's righteousness, his righteousness, and what happens in the process of, of salvation in the life of you and I. And understand this today now that, that not just on the day you were saved, don't mistake and 
our Heavenly Father for who he is. I'm telling you, we serve a God that has a plan inside of a plan inside of a plan. Amen. He is Alpha. He is Omega. He's the beginning and the means to the end. Amen. Hallelujah. He, 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 I said this before, but God is, is a paraclete. He's osmosis. He has the ability to create something from nothing. But Satan, on the other hand, is a parakeet, probably want a cracker. He tries to mimic and mock everything that God does. So God creates and Satan wants to try to create too, but he can't. The Bible says that in these last days we're living in, there's going to be an outpouring of God's spirit. Guess what? Satan is trying to, Satan is trying to outpour too. The enemy comes in like a flood. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. You, you got to remember that, that, that we, we, we've not only moved from the fall of man, we've moved from that. We've moved from that, that dispensation that took place. But in man's fall, watch this, God already had a redemptive plan. Yeah, God prophesied in that text. You go to Genesis 3.15 and you'll see the prophecy that God gives as he speaks to that serpent. And as he says to Satan, he says, amen, you shall bruise his heel, but he, the seed of woman, Christ that was to come, will crush your head. Oh, my God. (laughs) So this, this thing preludes us, amen, because how long ago since the beginning of time, Romans 5, 8, while we were yet sinners. Christ died. I'm amazed by that every time I read that text because I think about all I used to do and everywhere I used to go and all the bad I did in my life and while I was sinning, Jesus died. Over 2,000 years ago, he had me on his mind. Hallelujah. It makes me want to celebrate him. Hallelujah, somebody. Because we serve a mighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I understand that it is by grace that we are saved through faith. It's not of ourselves. God does not operate chronologically. He's not limited to time and space. He's not limited to Newton's laws. He's, he, he, he is the unseen, the supernatural, the evidential being. That's who he is, and he's real. You better ask somebody in this room. Go ahead, turn to your neighbor and ask him, is Jesus real? Tell him, yeah, my God is real. Sometimes in the midst of this, 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 this era that we're living in today, we got all this music and this music ministers to us and the power of God was in the worship today. Thank God for Pastor Billy and the team that's up here and the songs they sung and, and they really ministered to me and I felt the presence of God in the midst of those songs. But, you know, I, I never thought this church, I never thought that being raised in an old school Baptist church, as a kid, I heard those hymn songs sung, but I never thought those songs got in me. Until I got in a fix. And when I got in a fix, when I got stuck between a rock and a hard place, that's when some of that stuff came up. There are some things I may not know. How do I know the words to that song? I heard them old school ladies sing it over and over again. There are some places I can't go. But I am sure of this one thing, my God is real. Oh, I can feel him in my soul. 
Somebody need to testify in this place today. Our God is real. Hallelujah. He, 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 he's a God that understands relevancy. I love this. <laughs> oh, my God. We serve a relevant God. Woo. He's a relevant God. Hallelujah. You, you, you better thank God that he's relevant in your life. He's big enough to create everything that we see and don't see, but he's, he's, he's still, amen, powerful enough to come and see about little old you and me. He, he's big enough to create everything we see, but yet, amen, he, he's, he's, he's powerful enough to hear every single one of us in this room praying at the same time. Now, that's one thing I didn't get in the Baptist church. When I came to high, when I got in Pentecostalism and came to high praises, and they said, uh, uh, Pastor said, Brother Terrence, will you pray? And I, I thought I was about to pray by myself, and everybody in the room started praying. I was like, what? What is this? You asked me to pray. Y'all trying to take my shine. I'm just joking. Everybody started praying. I was like, oh, okay. But I understand God hears every single prayer. Not just from 50, 1,000 people in a room. Amen. God hears every single prayer from believers all over this world at the same. Oh, my God. I'm telling you we serve a mighty God. He answers every prayer. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. So he's relevant in our lives. He's a God that deals with our present, our past, and our future. He's concerned about every aspect, every area of you. He's concerned about your well-being. God doesn't care. The devil is a liar. He knows how to minister to you right where you are. Catch this. He knows how to talk to your present, to your now. He says in Romans 8, 37, to your present, to your now, that you are more than conquerors. He says to your present, to your now, John 10, 10, the A clause, I've come to give you life and that you might have it more abundantly now. Hallelujah. But he's relevant in my life because he not only deals with my present and my now, but he's relevant as he speaks to my past also. Psalms 103, verse 12, as far as the east is from the west. Come on, somebody. You better know the word in this room today. As far as the east is from the west, so has he removed my sins. Amen, somebody. East to the west, infinite. Amen. Hallelujah, somebody. In Philippians 4 and 13, he said, forgetting those things that are, I'm pressing. That's to your now, but, but hallelujah. He's not only relevant as to your, your past and your present, he's relevant, amen, when it comes also to your Future, hallelujah, Ephesians 4 and 30, for you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Yeah, he's relevant. 1 Thessalonians 4 and 16, the dead in Christ are going to rise first, and they which are alive and remain shall be caught up in the twinkling. He's relevant. Praise God for his relevancy in our lives. So, so we're, we're talking about this awesome God we serve, and, and I'm telling you, we don't praise him enough, church. Scriptures declare that he is a holy God. Scriptures declare that he is a righteous God. Romans 8, 15 tells us that, that we have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. 
So God's ultimate purpose, watch this, don't miss this. If you don't get nothing else, make sure you get this. God's ultimate purpose is that who he is, what's on him, gets in us. Who he is, what's on him, gets in us. Do we really understand Jesus' conversation with Nick at night? Do we really understand Nick when he came talking to Jesus about what must I do? Jesus said, you must be born again. Jesus was introducing something that was, was, was unheard of. Jesus was, was introducing the matrix of, of the spiritual matrix of God that, no, you're not entering the mother's womb again, but, but you're going to enter the womb of God. And, and God says, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to redo your DNA. See, see, some, some of y'all are not getting that because, you see, see, God says, I want you to think about all you used to be and all you used to do. And God says, the day you got saved, I, I redid every single part of you. And instead of that flesh DNA that you once walked in, now you're walking in the holiness and the righteousness of Jesus Christ and his DNA. Why? Because I redid your DNA. So I'm talking about, about God's righteousness, and the question is today, how, how do I get God's righteousness? How do I get it? Well, church, it's simple and plain. It's transferred. How? It's transferred onto my life through my accepting the Lamb, Jesus Christ, and walking in him and living for him. See, see, the Lord in his infinite wisdom knew what to do to accomplish this. This is why it is so important that we understand what the works of the flesh wants to do. The works of the flesh wants to destroy us. But hmm, what Jesus has come to do for the believer, it's all about living and walking in God's spirit. Living spiritually is not a hard thing, church. I need to talk to somebody in this room. I need to talk to about 50 of you that's going to get this today. Amen. I hope everybody gets it. Those of you watching live stream, I hope that you get what I'm trying to say today, what God is trying to speak in this room today. But living spiritually successful is not a hard thing. It seems hard because it's warfare, and spiritual warfare at times ain't easy. Except we do it God's way. You're doing it your flesh way, you're going to lose every time. But when you're walking in Jesus, when you when you when you live in spiritually God's way, and I'm going to tell you God's way, and you ain't going to like this. Amen. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you now. But don't pull your stones out and stone me because you're going to have to get to this place in order for you to live spiritually successful. If you do it God's way, what you got to do, you got to simply die. Die to your flesh daily, the scripture says. It, it would be a whole lot easier if we die. See, see we love to, to appear or to, 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 to be superficial in front of other believers. But uh, come on, somebody. Believers, the world needs to know the truth. Yeah, I'm saved. Yeah, I'm covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Yes, I'm the righteousness of God. But I do struggle. My eyes do want to wonder. My thoughts do want to wonder. Y'all looking at me like, ooh. Let, 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 God, let, let God open your closet. 
and let everybody see what your struggles are. Amen. <laughs> see, we, we want to be superficial sometimes, but that's not God's way. The truth is we need to testify and tell folks, I struggle too. But, but God is with me. But God convicts me. But God keeps me. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we have flaws, and we face failures daily sometimes, but I'm here to encourage somebody in this place. Don't give up on God because God's transference is still getting in you. It's still working on you. God is constantly trying to do a spiritual transplant in our hearts and in our minds. And I got good news for you. We ain't, we ain't, on, we ain't on, no, on no waiting list. People waiting on transplants, they on waiting list. But in the spirit realm, we, we're not on a waiting list. Amen. God got it for you right now. You want to be changed in this room? You can get it right now. You want to never go back again? You can get it right now. Amen. You want to walk in the spirit? You can get it right now. Hallelujah, somebody. Touch somebody and say, you can get this right now. You can get it right now. Hallelujah. But the way to live successful is we got to die daily in our flesh. And I, and I don't have time to, to dissect this thing like I, I really want to. I'm running out of time. But, but the way we get this thing is we got we, we, we to die daily. See, see, some of us in this room, and I'll, I'll split us down the middle and say, men, we need accountability. Women, you need accountability. Amen. You need some folks that hold you accountable to your daily lifestyle. And I promise you, you won't like it all, but it'll make you better. And no, you can't trust everybody with your stuff. Some of your problems, you're telling the wrong folks. you like Samson, sleeping in the wrong woman's lap. Amen. You need to talk to the right people that have a greater anointing. I don't have time to dissect that. You, my God, I feel the anointing of God. You're talking about, you're talking about soul ties? And we live promiscuous while we're out in the world. And we do all the sin we do out in the world, and then we walk down the aisle at the, at the church and say, I do. And you never got your soul back. And you're entering into a marriage with all that. I, I, don't have, I told you I don't have time, but I'm, I know I'm talking right because we got to die daily. And I, and I want some people, in, see, 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 some of you, you, you love to brag on, on your 45s. You like to brag on your 9 millimeters. You like to brag on your 12 gauges and your 38 specials. And, but, but see, today, I want to stand flat-footed in this pulpit and brag about my 66, my, my spiritual 66 automatic, the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. Amen, somebody. And daily, I got to pick up that Bible, and I got to crucify myself. Thirty-nine books in the old, twenty-seven in the new. Come on in here, somebody. I gotta read that word and let that word change me from the inside out. Yeah, I got my I got my nine millimeters and all that stuff at the house too. And every now and then, my son, know I like to pull him out and lay him on the bed and like, look at this. I wish somebody would. <laughs> <laughs> i like, Deirdre, I got one for you. Isaac, I got one for you, and I got two myself. Come on. But there's nothing like the word of God. 
Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God and the pulling down of strongholds. I'm trying to tell somebody. Trying to tell somebody in this room today, you need this word. You, 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 you need to understand who you are and whose you are. This is why 1 Timothy 6, 12 says, fight the good fight of faith. Because our flesh is born for the contrary spirit to God. We got this automatically from Adam. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you come from. We got a sin nature. But Jesus comes, sacrifices his life for us. Sends us the Holy Spirit to live inside of us. Listen, brothers and sisters, all we got to do is get filled with the Holy Ghost and keep on being filled. Ephesians 5 and 18, be not drunk with wine wherein is access, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. It means to keep on being filled. Got to pull up at that fuel station every day. Can I help somebody in this room today? Sometimes you got to pull up to that fueling station a couple of times a day and fill up. You, I feel the anointing. You need a fresh wind from God. You, you need a fresh feeling from God to fill you for today's journey. Hallelujah. You, you know what it boils down to? It boils down to your mindset. What God is already establishing. What we need is we need that Philippians 2 and 5. We need... We need to upgrade our software. We need to upgrade our hardware. The question is, what, what do you look like in your home right now with a computer from 1995 that's still functioning and flowing? And that's what you're using for your daily life. And here it is, 2022. Running Windows 95. Some of you are too young to know about that. 27 years old. Trying to keep up with today's stuff. And computer technology changes six, three months. Every time they come out with something new, they got something new in the working already. Hallelujah. Trying to live off grandmama's religion. Let me bring it home to you. Trying to live off of grandmama's Jesus. I'm not saying Jesus is, is, is different than when grandmama had him, but what I'm telling you is what it took for grandmama to have Jesus and live, it's going to take something different for you. You talk to some people, and I can hear it right away. I don't psychoanalyze, but I can just hear it right away. Boy, my grandmama used to pray. My mama, yeah, thank God for that. My mama prays too. But guess what? I want to know Jesus for myself. I don't want to brag and boast about what my mama and my grandmama did. I want to boast and brag about what I'm doing. Amen. And let folks know, amen, the God that I serve, he did it for my grandmama. He did it for my great-granddaddy. But he's doing it for me too. Hallelujah, somebody. Glory to God. So, so what do we have to do? I don't care what the world says, what anybody says. Amen. What we got to do is we got to do what Philippians 2 and 5 says, which let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. It's, a, it's about being transformed into his glorious image, the word and the mind of Jesus Christ. The word is going to give you the mind of God and how to live so that then we can bring in this transference of what God wants to bring about in our lives. Then and then only will we be able to overcome this world. So I have to read what my father says in his word and quote what my father says in his word. It's, 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 it's what, what I've labeled as um, um, it's, it's vocal affirmations. 
vocal affirmations. I don't know how many of you do this daily, but sometimes you just got to vocally give affirmations to your life based on the word of God. So whatever God says, I just want to repeat it. I'm not trying to repeat my flesh and what my flesh says. I just want to repeat what God says in his word. And his word will then start working in me and doing a work inside of me that only his word can do. Hallelujah, somebody. So we have to say what God said. And you say, well, was that good enough? Well, no, you got to say it again. And say it again. I'm, I'm talking about bringing in God's righteousness into your life and say it again. Amen. Touch somebody and say, say it again and keep on saying it. Hallelujah. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, our text today is a very, very powerful text to the body of believers. And, you know, listen, he he says, verse 14, for the love of Christ compels us. But we judge thus, if one man died, then for all he's died. Amen. Verse 15, and he died for all that that those who who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. So Jesus did it for us. So why? What do we need to do? We need to do it. Amen. Because he did it for us. We need to give it back to him. We need to reciprocate the blessing. Therefore, watch this. Verse 16 is powerful because I want you to know today that I am not a judge, but I am a fruit inspector. I don't judge you, but boy, I'll look at some fruit and say, oh. I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. And then the next thing you say is, bunch of cursing and all that stuff. That fruit right there don't show Jesus. Ain't judging you. I'm talking about the fruit that you're producing don't look like Jesus. Amen, somebody. Verse 16, therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. If you tell me you're a believer, from that point on, I don't judge you according to the flesh. Are you hearing me in this room today? Amen. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him no longer. Verse 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, what happens? That transference is taking place. Amen. He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, verse 18, all things are from God who has reconciled us through himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. I teach this in growth track. I said this before, but bitterness is like roots that grow inside of us when we don't forgive people. Folks that have hurt us. Folks, folks that have scarred us deep down on the inside. And, 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 and it's been 20 years and you still got a grudge. You're still holding on. Amen. The Bible says God reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. I may not have to deal with you and be close to you anymore, but I got to forgive you. And when I see you and when I think about you, I shouldn't have any negative connotations because I need to let the word wash me. Come on, somebody. I don't know who that was for. Amen. Verse 19, that is God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. Praise God. And has committed uh, uh, to us the word of reconciliation. Jesus took it so we didn't have to deal with it. Amen. Hallelujah. Now then, verse 20, I'm, I'm about done. We are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled. For, verse 21, 
he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. Jesus took it so that what? The transference takes place. We might become the righteousness of God in him. The whole thing about our faith walk is bringing in this transference and believing this transference is taking place. Not what people say, not what the world says, but what the word says. And if the word says, I am a new creation, I got to walk in that. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I, I thought about this, this thing about faith, and, and I, I promise you I'm about done, but, but I, I was looking at James chapter 1, verses 6 through 8, and in James chapter 1, he talks about asking in faith, not wavering. He says, let not that man think that he should receive anything from God, for a double-minded man is unstable. Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a word study person. I'm a word search. I, I, when I see double-minded, I'm, I'm like, God, what are you saying in that text? And, and when, I, when I went to the Greek of the text, it gave me, it gave me, it gave me this, it, it, and I'm going to sum it up this way. It gave me Patrick B. Harris. It didn't say Patrick B., but that's what it gave me. You, you know what we refer to Patrick B. Harris as, right? We refer to that as people who have lost it. People who are, can I say this, people who we, who we say sometimes are crazy. That's what we refer to. It, that, that's what the definition, double-minded. God says, when, when, when I redid your DNA, I made you one being in Christ Jesus. Whew, you better get this. But sometimes when I look down and, and you're like a double-minded man, he said, I see a split. I see two personalities. I see one person that says, God, I got faith. And then I see another person saying, woe is me. What am I going to do? He says, I see a schizophrenic person. That's the definition that the Greek gives me when I look at that word double-minded. Amen, somebody. And God says, I want you to stand in faith knowing that the transference of God's righteousness is upon you. All I'm trying to get us to see today is there has been a transference of God's righteousness on your life. and You need to stand in faith. And walk in it. And I don't, listen, I, I, I've made my mind up in my life. And I hope you do the same. No matter how much I mess up, I'm going to stay faithful to God. As a matter of fact, my mess ups are going to draw me back in and say, God, I, hey, I messed up. Can't hide nothing from them. Go to my accountability, folks. I messed up. For you married couples, your spouse is one of your greatest accountability partners. Talk to your spouse. Hey, listen, I did this. I get my wife with that quiet out. Babe, you know what? I, you know, uh-oh, what you about to tell me now? I spent too much money. No, nah, that ain't my problem. That's her problem. <laughs> now I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> Babe, I'm just joking if you heard that. I'm just joking. <laughs> I would be in the doghouse. <laughs> Stand on your feet with me today. It's supernatural. It's miraculous. I'm, I'm telling you, it shouldn't be, but it is. That, that I, I once lived filthy. And I once lived in a mess. And I once had a messed up state of mind. 
And I don't know what your spiritual birthday is, but on April 17th, 1994, I repented of my sins. And I got a downpour from heaven. God's righteousness came on me. Old things were passed away, and God says, all things have become, become new. Can I be honest? It's been a process. 20-something years, and I'm not there yet. Because the day you arrive is the day that you're no longer any earthly good. You're not perfect. You still mess up. Amen. But when we let God work on us and work in us, we overcome by his blood and by the word of our testimony. Maybe not everybody, but somebody needs to hear your story. Somebody needs to know, I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I know what it's like to be caught up in the sin. I know what it's like to be struggle financially. I, 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 listen, I know what it's like, but let me tell you what God did. And there's a, there's a group of us in here today, you're still struggling. You're still struggling with your childhood sins. We don't, we don't want to talk about this stuff, but we got to. Come on, somebody. We, we, you know, you, still struggling with pornography. Still struggling with fornication and adultery. Yeah, we're Pentecostal church, and yeah, we feel with the Holy Ghost, but and I'm, I'm not talking to everybody, but there's some people that are still caught up in the works of the flesh that wants to destroy you. I'm telling you, if you let God do the work in you, if you submit yourself to God, resist the devil, the Bible says he will flee, God will begin to downpour into you and make you continually his righteousness. Just walk in it. Just walk in it. God said it, and I'm standing on it. And I'm going to walk in what God said. Amen. I don't know who I'm talking to in this room today, but there, you need to notice today, there's a transfer of God's righteousness on your life. downpour of God's righteousness on your life. And, and I want to challenge us today, saints of God, find accountability. Find somebody to talk to. I got one brother that I can call about anything. Anything. I don't care how bad it is. Call him and talk to him. And I'm so grateful because it's, it's reciprocated. But it helps me. But it's nothing like getting in the presence of God and saying, Lord, here I am. Change me. Change my mind. Change my heart. Change my stinking thinking. Make me your righteousness. Help my mind to understand your righteousness help me to live in your righteousness. I end with this. Righteousness is simply right standing with God. That's all righteousness is. 
individual is righteousness. The Bible says Abraham had faith and it was imputed unto him as righteousness. In other words, he was right standing with God. And as a result, don't miss it, I'm going to make you the father. Amen. Of many nations. Do you, do you see how God reciprocates that thing, how God brings that back around? Do it God's way. I'm going to make you this, and I'm going to make you the father of many nations. God will do it in your life. But we got to submit. We got to say, Lord, here I am. Some of you are whole. You've been through the storm. You've been through it all, and, and you're on the other side of it. But some of you, you're still in the midst of it. Lord, I present myself to you right where you are. Just lift your hands and say, Lord, I present myself to you. Create in me a clean heart. Renew in me a right spirit. I want to be right with you, God. I want to be whole. I want to be complete. Nothing's missing. Nothing's broken. I, I just want to be, I want to be more like you, Christ. I want to be your representative. I want to be your ambassador. I want to represent you everywhere I go. No, I'm not perfect, but I want to represent you to the fullest, God. I want to be so filled with your Holy Ghost that when I walk into the room, it changes. I'm telling you, you can be so anointed and filled. That's the amazing thing about God. When you walk in the room, the presence of God changes things. How many of you want that in this room today? I want to pray for you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you for this time that we've had together. I thank you, God, for the word that transforms our life, that we are to live and walk in your righteousness and understand your righteousness and what it's all about. The word says you've given to us exceeding great and precious promises. God, we stand on those promises today, right now. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people set apart by you, God. We're your chosen vessels. Anybody in this room today that don't know you as Lord and Savior, I pray you save them right now. If they repent of their sins, God, you said I'll come in. If they, if they acknowledge, acknowledge you, Jesus, as Savior, Lord, you said I will come in. I'll save them. that's you, just say that right now. Lord, I confess that I am a sinner coming to my heart. Save me, God. Creating me a clean heart, renewing me a right spirit. Save me, God. God will do it. Amen. We give you praise, God. We give you honor and we give you glory for making us the righteousness of you, God. And we thank you that it is a process that you are continually working in and through us. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. Be sure to join us Sunday mornings in person or online at 10 a.m. For more information or to watch our services online, please visit us at www.highpraises.org or check us out on social media.